What would you do if you no longer felt sick and tired? What if you woke up every day feeling amazing in your body and in your life? How would your life be different? You and your body are capable of incredible things. You have the power to heal. You just need the right tools and support. If you're ready to heal your body and feel amazing, tune into the Heal Your Body Show with host Dr. Jamie Gillum. Hi, I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum, and this is the Heal Your Body Show on the Inspired Choices Network. Today, we're going to be talking about trauma and the impact on your body and your life. And our special guest is supposed to be Matthew Pates. He is my personal mindset coach, and I've been working with him for several years now. He's having a little bit of trouble logging in uh, to be able to be on the show. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. If he's able to log in, uh, we will have him join in as soon as he can log in. If not, uh, I will run the show and then uh, we'll just have him on at a different time. So let's talk a little bit about trauma and stress and how it affects our body. Because I think this is something that is a huge oversight in healthcare. And when you are trying to heal your body, trauma healing and learning how to manage stress has to be part of the healing process. And I think we're born, uh, most of us, into family environments where our own parents have their own unhealed trauma and their own ways of coping with stress. And we aren't taught how to properly cope and trauma is just a part of life. So in my case, I believe that childhood trauma was a big part of me developing autoimmune disease and cancer. And there's a lot involved with that, which I'll talk about uh, later in the show, but I didn't even recognize that I had trauma. I didn't recognize that I lived in constant chaos mode, which is a coping mechanism. And I had a lot of stress day to day. I didn't set boundaries with people well at all. I was a people pleaser. And honestly, I had a lot of insecurities. I didn't love myself. I didn't know how to love myself. And this, I believe, led to me developing disease and I see this often with so many patients that I work with, especially in patients struggling with chronic illness and autoimmune disease. They are under a tremendous amount of stress and they don't know how to cope and they don't really have a lot of time in their days to even focus on themselves. They're very busy putting everyone else first and tending to everyone else's needs and put themselves last, and then they don't have any energy left to be able to focus on themselves. And I'm sure you've all heard of the term, if you're in an airplane and the oxygen mask drop down, you have to put your mask on first. And that allows you to be able to save the people around you. And this is very much how trauma healing and stress management works. You have to put yourself first. You have to give yourself the time, attention, and effort that you deserve. And so many of us walking around surviving, and we don't really know who we are. We don't understand what our passions are, what our hopes and dreams are, because we've just been trying to survive. And 
when I hit the darkest point in my life, I, my mother had passed away uh, or she was actually, she was giving a, given a very short time left to live. She was struggling with colorectal cancer. It was terminal. And my husband and I owned a gym. It was extremely chaotic. We had had a baby and I was suffering from postpartum. We were financially stressed from the gym and I felt like a complete failure. And so I got to a point where I really, hey, Matthew, how are you? (laughs) I'm just here. Hold on. I'm just here to make you really stressed before we get started. So we can talk <laughs> I thought about I was going to have to do effect. this whole show by myself. <laughs> nope. That is 100% on me though. Let me, let me take a moment and take full responsibility for all of that. No problem. No problem at all. Technology these days, it's I'm literally <laughs> like shaking. I was like, I got to get there. Um, so let me continue on and then I'll bring Matthew in now that he's here. Um, but I had hit a very dark point in my life and I'd gotten to a point where I did not want to wake up anymore. And this is something that I could not share, uh, several years ago, but I'm at a point in my life now where I can share. And I think it's so important because I think so many people struggle and, I think a lot of people feel alone and you feel like you're crazy. You feel like nobody can understand. And it wasn't that I I didn't want to live anymore. I just didn't want to be in pain anymore. I didn't want to feel the stress day to day. I didn't want to feel like a failure. And I just wanted the pain to stop. And I gave my baby to my husband And I drove off and I was ready to just end it all. And I I pulled over, something stopped me and something said to me, you can either follow through with this, you can get worse, you can stay the same or you can get better. And I sat in my car and screamed, cried, howled, all different kinds of noises came out of me and that was just so much pain. And from that point forward, I started focusing on trying. I told myself, I'm just going to try. I'm going to wake up every day and I'm going to try. And at the time we did not have health insurance. I could not afford therapy. And I must've seen it somewhere on the internet. Uh, Somehow I got the idea to just start asking myself questions So I began focusing on five minutes a day because it's literally all the time that I had. And anything more than that was also too overwhelming because it was very emotional for me to start that process. And I just began sitting in silence five minutes a day, getting to know myself. And I recognized that I didn't know myself at all. Um, I didn't know what made me happy. I didn't know... Uh, who I truly was because I've lived my whole life trying to be who other people want me to be. And then when I met Matthew, it was an entire new concept when it comes to therapy, because I've been in therapy uh, throughout my life on and off, and it wasn't very helpful for me. It wasn't very helpful to constantly talk about my problems and somebody check the boxes And honestly, I had more anxiety uh, after those sessions, worrying about being judged and feeling like the person really didn't understand me. They're constantly looking at the clock to see if I'm running over the time. And so Matthew has been a significant part 
in my personal healing journey. And it is because of how he has helped me uh, change my perspective on who I am and change my perspective on the way I see the world, other people, my relationships. And so I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to Matthew. This is Matthew Pates. He's a neuroscience expert and focuses on trauma healing and specifically childhood trauma and survival patterns. And I'll let Matthew explain exactly what that means. So take it away, Matthew. (laughs) Hello, hello. First off, everyone, absolutely. uh, Again, want to apologize, but uh, share my gratitude for patience. Um, Jamie, thank you for that. And uh, I love when I come right into a conversation and it's, you know, it's in the shallow end. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's, those are the waters I like to live in. Um, so thank you for, first off, your courage to share um, just the the Cliff Notes version of what, you know, I know you were experiencing at that time. And um, even if someone uh, isn't at that place or has never been at that place um, know that there is uh, so much underneath that story that uh, we all can relate to, right? And, um, you know, the wisdom that you have been able to extract from, you know, such a difficult times of darkness, confusion, you know, misunderstanding, all the things um, is exactly what I hope people, uh, you know, can see, uh, you know, within their own story, that their struggles to have wisdom, right? Your struggles are not signs of your weaknesses. Your struggles are not signs of your brokenness. Uh, And if you can see me, or if you're listening, I'm using the quotations here, right? There's no such thing as a broken human being, Um, but we have been wounded, right? And when one is wounded, you know, specifically we use the term trauma. Um, You know, the one thing that I like to look at immediately is that one trauma is not a competition right? It's not your trauma versus mine. And, you know, people get confused sometimes when I say that, but what I mean is, you know, like, for example, this, the stories that you were just sharing about uh, where you were in your life those years ago, um, you know, someone can hear that story and think to themselves, like, oh man, like, Jamie doesn't know anything, right? She's, she's never been through what I've been through, right? And they would attempt to minimize your story in that case. Or on the other side, they may hear your story and think to themselves, well, who am I to feel the way that I do? I've never been through anything she has. And they would minimize their experience, right? But either one, either direction that we someone could take in that uh, leads to disconnection, right? And, you know, that's the, the point when I say, you know, our trauma is not a competition because it's not about the context, right? It's not about the specific details of each of our stories, but rather, you know, what was going on beneath the surface, you know, those feelings of insecurity, of doubt, of shame, of guilt, of, uh, you know, any of these types of big, heavier experiences um, that we all can relate to, right? So uh, with that, I guess, what is it you want me to say what I do? <laughs> yes. What it, What is it? What is uh childhood trauma and survival patterns and neuroscience what does all that even mean so first off when it comes to our life experiences right they are um they're rooted in biology right so that's first and foremost and what i what i mean by biology in this is that you know human beings you know as animals we are uh motivated by two 
primal instincts, regardless of context of story of, um, you know, place in history, past, present, future, right? We are all motivated by uh, two primitive uh, desires. Um, one is to survive and the other is to procreate, period, right? And most of what we're talking about starts with the first one, right? The desire to survive, this instinct to, um, you know, protect ourselves. And the the challenge that we experience emotionally when someone, when we've been wounded, right? So, and which we all have, right? To different levels, absolutely, right? Some stories are are very serious, rooted in a lot of suffering, right? And that's what I mean by we're not, let's take a step back from comparing our struggles with someone else rather and pay close attention to, you know, what's beneath the surface, these, these deeper feelings that we all can relate to. Right? And the challenge when we've been wounded, emotionally speaking, is that we begin to replace patterns of connection with patterns of protection, right? So, you know, these can look like all the, the common things. It can look like avoidance. It could look like, um, you know, being uh, you know, hyper-focused on achievement. It could be procrastination. It could be um, perfectionism, which really are the same thing, just kind of wearing different clothes, right? Um, but all of these things, among many others, are signs of survival, patterns of protection. Right? And to make this a little bit more clear, uh, human beings, we're tribal creatures, right? What this means is that we require the acceptance or the approval of a tribe in order to increase our chances of physical survival. And if you've ever seen a documentary or any kind of show on, uh, you know, pack animals, right? What happens often, what often happens to the one animal that gets uh, rejected or abandoned for any reason? Right? In your experience, Jimmy, what happens to that animal? Uh, they get eaten. <laughs> in some cases, literally, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, primitively speaking, our greatest fear is that we, if we are kicked out, if we are abandoned or rejected from our tribe, right, what that means to us internally, instinctually, is that we die alone, right? We are in, our survival is at great risk, right? Because without the protection of others, our chances of surviving um, are very limited, right? So this is why uh, I always find it interesting when people say like, oh, I don't care what people think. <laughs> biologically inaccurate so you know it's important to understand that we do care it is it is necessary for our survival to care what others think now the challenge in a modern society is that we must become clear on whose opinion actually matters in terms of our well-being right the hundreds of thousands millions or even just a handful of people on social media might not be the opinions that actually, uh, you know, really matter when it comes to our physical and emotional well-being. Right? So it's very important that we understand that it's not that I don't care what anyone thinks, but it's about, uh, you know, gaining some clarity on whose opinions in my life matter the most. Right. So Matthew, I'm going to stop you there because we have to go to our first commercial break. So hold that Beautiful. thought. And uh, when we come back, we'll be talking more about trauma and the impact on your body and your life. Uh, I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum with guest Mas Matthew Pates on the Inspired Choices Network. 
healing your body goes beyond simply taking medication to alleviate symptoms. While medications have their place in healthcare and can be essential in managing certain conditions, healing involves total body care. While not all health conditions can be healed, symptoms can be managed with the right approach. Integrative medicine considers not only the physical body, but also your mind and soul. Instead of just surviving, why not feel amazing and actually thrive? Dr. Jamie Gillum empowers you with tools to do just that. Tune into the Heal Your Body Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspire Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Heal Your Body Show with Dr. Jamie Gillum. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to jamie at jgwellnessclinic.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum, and I'm with my special guest, Matthew Pates. He is an expert in neuroscience and childhood trauma. And Matthew, I want to talk about when people are in situations where they are under a tremendous amount of stress and they are sick, you know, what are the steps to start healing trauma and managing stress? Because I've had to have this conversation with several patients who are chronically ill that listen, until we can figure out how you can better manage your situation, which in some cases, people may not be able to change their situation in that moment, uh, because that may be a process in itself. How are they're not able to heal, right? There's only so much that they can do if they are under constant stress. They, you know, and I kind of think about it as you were talking about pack animals, Like they're curled up like a puppy in the corner, just trying Mm -hmm. to survive and they feel alone. They're fighting day to day just to get through their day. So what are some things that they can start doing to focus on healing? Because this has to be a part of the healing journey. Absolutely. And in relation to that, it's so many directions we could go here, but I'm going to speak to the individual that might just be starting right? Who really feels like they don't have um, support around them. They don't know where to begin. They know something is off or something is clearly really wrong. Maybe it's physically, maybe it's emotionally, um, but they just feel completely lost as to what to do, right? So the very first thing that I I, I want to acknowledge is the, it's a non-negotiable. It's not even about just, it's you know, it would be nice to have. But when it comes to uh, healing of any kind, 
uh, which I can share a little bit on that in a second. But when it comes to healing, it's really about identifying qualified support, right? This could be in the form of mentorship. This could be in the form of coach, therapist, doctor, um, you know, a, a trusted um, uh, friend who has been through something similar, right? And I don't mean someone going through something similar. Right. When I say qualified support, I'm not talking about just camaraderie. I'm talking about the guidance of someone who understands that, you know, what it is you're experiencing and understands how to begin guiding uh, you towards a future, towards decisions, towards an environment that is more conducive to healing whatever this, you know, struggle you may be having is right whether that's physical or emotional so qualified support is uh of the utmost importance and in our day and age it's you know so much easier for us to identify you know this podcast for example would be a beautiful uh you know start to someone who doesn't know where to start right so that you can begin hearing that not just there's a way but you're not the only one who is going through this you're not the only one who will be um, you know, challenge to heal through this, right? So it's really important that we begin to identify a tribe, right? And sometimes it starts with one, oftentimes it does, right? Especially later in life, it starts with one who we know and believe is qualified to be able to support us in uh, overcoming or better understanding uh, whatever it is that we're struggling with, right? And the key when I say qualified, I'm not talking about just um, you know, licenses and degrees and, you know, the blue ribbons hanging on our mantle, right? That's not what I mean by qualified. Yes, those things are important um, depending on the conversation. But what I mean more specifically is to identify someone who genuinely understands what you're going through, not just knows the information, right? I think many people, and I know you and I have talked about this in great length, right? When it came to our own healing journeys, because again, for anyone that's listening, uh, I will say that you don't get into psychology because you have your shit together. <laughs> I This work chose me and, um, you know, my story is extremely layered and, uh, you know, it's, it's taken me a lot of uh, you know, pain, suffering, um, acceptance and courage, quite frankly, to uh, face the things that I've had to face to, uh, to get to this position. Um, but in both of our journeys, I know that we can relate the healing didn't really start until we met someone or a group of others who genuinely understood what we were going through, right? This is why, uh, programs like AA can be so effective for people, right? Because for many of them, uh, and A is just one example, right? But for many of them, uh, they don't have a support system or an individual in their day-to-day -day lives who not only understands the suffering, but understands what is required to move through it because they have been there, right? There's a difference between talking to, I know in my line of work, for example, um, you know, compared to many traditional forms of therapy that, you know, the experiences that many have had um, and not to say that one is better than the other, but I've heard many people say that, you know, they, they really struggled with their previous therapist because, uh, they felt that they were being talked to, right. Or talked at rather not talked to. 
right? And really what that uh, what that means in my world is that, uh, you know, the person they were talking to is probably highly qualified, right? They probably had the, the knowledge, right? But it's very likely that they were speaking to someone that uh, didn't understand specifically what this person was experiencing, even if they knew what they were going through. They could diagnose it, but they haven't lived it. Right. And whether that's because they genuinely hadn't or for whatever reason they were, um, they didn't feel it was appropriate to share uh, personal disclosure, their personal story, um, you know, enough that the client or patient they were speaking with uh, felt understood. And really, I believe that is the number one um, place to start is what we're seeking isn't just someone that has the knowledge, but we're seeking an environment in which we feel understood. Yeah, I I will agree with that. And Mm -hmm. if you go into a therapy session and you're already suffering with anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. and you already feel like your life is a wreck, um, from my personal experience, you you feel that Mm -hmm. from from the therapist, right? You feel like you're being judged Mm -hmm. and you're worried about what you say. Uh, if you're not in an environment where you feel a hundred percent confident that you can truly mm-hmm. open your soul and say, this is what I'm struggling with. Right. And I think mm-hmm. that's the thing with you is there's never been any judgment mm-hmm. and you taught me to understand myself mm-hmm. and you taught me that because I didn't even recognize that I had trauma. I, I had no idea. Be- and I think a lot of people don't know because it's just normal for you. If it's all you've ever known, uh, it's normal. And I was born into a very chaotic environment. My parents had unhealed trauma. It affected their relationships, their parenting, a lot of yelling. My mom used to pick up things and throw them. Um, and there was just constant turmoil in my home from a very early age. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was normal, but I learned very early on how to cope. And that was mm-hmm. staying constantly busy, doing everything possible to please everybody, try to keep the peace mm-hmm. and performing like, because I got a lot of attention and acceptance from performance mm-hmm. and you've allowed me to change my perspective. Because one thing that I've learned too, is if you have unhealed trauma, which I've been on this journey now seven years and I'm still a work in progress, I will mm-hmm. always uh, be on this healing journey because I think there's always more to learn, mm-hmm. more to discover. And I think I hit new levels where I, I it opens my eyes to so much more. And I think, oh my goodness, I didn't even realize that this was possible for my life. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that you know, I could think at this level. Mm-hmm. And so I will always be on this journey. But I think that many people don't realize that they're operating from a place of trauma. Mm-hmm. So they see everything through their their trauma lenses, mm-hmm. and they're triggered by things and their relationships, everything is affected because mm-hmm. of their trauma. And it's not their fault. It's just they don't know any better, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you said something very important right there at the end. All of that was very important, by the way. But right at the end is something that I absolutely love, which you said, it's not your fault. Right? Because it's true. The experiences that we have, especially in our youth, right, our, our, you know, in our childhoods, much of what we experience, much of what happens to us, um, uh, one, it may not be intentional, right? it may not be malicious, 
right? But however we interpreted our early childhood, uh, it may not, what happened may not be your fault, right? But it does become your responsibility, right? So a lot of people too really struggle with this, this latter part, the responsibility. They, they want to feel they want to heal. They want to alleviate the pain, right? Much of our coping strategies, if you really look at it, you know, the brain is hardwired to achieve a result using as little, uh, using as little energy as humanly possible, right? And again, this is rooted in survival because in, in our primitive days, we required as much energy as we could just in case we had to escape, right? If you're exhausted because you've been working an 18 hour day and a cyber tooth tiger comes through your, you know, your camp, you may not have as much energy as you, you would need in order to escape or survive, right? So again, we are hardwired to conserve energy so that we can survive, right? That's just putting, this is all very layman's terms for a reason. And so when we think about a lot of the, the coping strategies, i.e. habits, right? And addictions, by the way, addiction isn't just drugs and alcohol, right? If you struggle to uh, you know, not scroll on social media, you know, for hours on end, it is an addiction, right? If you find yourself consuming a lot more television than you would like, it's called an addiction, right? And it's not a judgment. This is just awareness, right? We're all addicted to something. People are addicted to working out. They're addicted to reading. They're addicted. There's a lot of different things we can become addicted to, but the word addiction in and of itself is not negative. And that's what I want to point out, right? So the, the key here though, is when you look at your your coping strategies, what we've identified or what your brain has identified is a way in which to escape pain using as little effort as humanly possible, right? So it's an avoidance strategy, highly effective and extremely necessary if our sole goal is to survive, physically just stay alive. It doesn't give one damn about our relationships. It doesn't care about our health, the immediate health, right? Because it's the other thing. A lot of us know better, but we struggle to do better, right? So a lot of us know what to eat. We know what eating healthier would look like for us, right? But we still, this is one of my big ones, right? But we still struggle in the moment of choosing, you know, salad over pizza. That's great, Matthew. We have to go to our next commercial break. So when we come back, we'll continue talking about trauma and the impact on your body and your life and human survival, which I think is interesting because th these are things we just don't think about uh, as we're just living day to day. And so it's it's all about being more self-aware and having the tools necessary to be able to feel your best and, and live the life that you want to live. So we're going to go to commercial break. My name is Dr. Jamie Gillum on the Heal Your Body Show with special guest Matthew Pates, and we'll see you after the commercial break. Healing your body goes beyond simply taking medication to alleviate symptoms. While medications have their place in healthcare and can be essential in managing certain conditions, healing involves total body care. While not all health conditions can be healed, symptoms can be managed with the right approach. Integrative medicine considers not only the physical body, but also your mind and soul. Instead of just surviving, why not feel amazing and actually thrive? Dr. Jamie Gillum empowers you with tools to do just that. Tune into the Heal Your Body Show Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? 
Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Heal Your Body Show with Dr. Jamie Gillum. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to jamie at jgwellnessclinic.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back to the Heal Your Body Show. I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum here with special guest Matthew Pates. We're talking about trauma and survival. And we left the last segment talking about your brain and how survival works. And Matthew, I want to I want to talk a little bit about this because we've talked about this uh, with patients on group calls mm-hmm. where when you start to try to heal, this is so common and this is part of our human nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people fail because mm-hmm. they automatically want to revert back to what is normal because it feels safe because any new change can feel very uncomfortable and unpredictable. So can you touch on that a little bit? Because I think this is mind blowing for people to understand in in anything. And and our friend Jamie Bergren is actually texting us uh, just saying this is great. And she needed to hear this. And, you know, in business as well, uh, because I know you work with a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's business relationships, your health, uh, this is a huge piece of you being able to have success in anything that you want to accomplish. So can you mm-hmm. touch on that a little bit more? Absolutely. And, you know, to start with this, like you're saying in the last segment, we were talking about how our patterns of protection are often patterns of avoidance, right? So our coping strategies are often, depending on the relationship we have to it, um, an avoidance tactic, whether we're conscious of that or not. So what are we avoiding exactly? And this is really where where the question you have about why do we struggle so much when we know better, right? Why is it so difficult to do better? Uh, So what the human body is hardwired to avoid at all costs in order to increase our chances of physical survival in any given moment, right? Again, everything comes down to survival. So what we are hardwired uh, to avoid are two things in no particular order. But the first thing is pain. Anything that um, uh, anything that causes us to experience pain, physical or emotional, we are hardwired to avoid at all costs. Right? Why is that? Again, imagine if that that tiger comes through your your camp, right, and you are uh, battling a a, sp- a twisted ankle, right? Again, something extremely painful. Right? You are hardwired to avoid anything that may cause you to sprain an ankle. Because if you're, you know, if that tiger comes through the camp, we're going to have to be able to get up and run as quickly as we possibly can, right? So the body is designed for you to avoid things that will cause it pain because if it's in pain, its ability to survive has just decreased significantly, right? Now, the other thing that's important to understand is that 
uh, within the brain, the part of the brain that's responsible for feeling pain, right, that causes us to experience these things physically, is also the exact same part of the brain that is triggered when we experience emotional wounds, emotional pain. Right? It's the same system. So it's very important to understand that, although it may seem like obvious, duh, I, I don't want to be in physical pain because if I allow something to continue to, to hurt me, that will eventually lead to harm or death. Well, the same is true for anything that hurts us emotionally. If we allow this thing to continue, it will eventually lead to harm or death, right? <clears throat> now, uh, what this often looks like with emotional pain uh, on the extremes is suicide. Right. So <clears throat> extremes, emotional pain leads us to believe that we are unworthy un, uh, not enough, right? We are not a valuable member to society. Our life has no meaning, et cetera. These are all extensions of deep emotional pain, deep emotional wounds that would lead you to believe that your significance, your, your worthiness to survive um, is significantly less than others, which could cause harm or in worst case scenario, death, Right. So the one thing we are hardwired to avoid is pain. Yeah. The second thing we're hardwired to avoid is anything unknown. Right? What this means is anything that you are unfamiliar with. Doesn't mean It doesn't matter if your mom knows it, your dad knows it, your best friend, the mentor, uh, the guru, and who you follow online. It does not matter who else may know it. If you yourself have never experienced this thing, your body will uh, signal threat. Because again, and you know, back, back, back many moons ago, if you and I were to go hunting for our tribes, right, and we ventured off into the wilderness, wilderness, and we went much further than we had ever been before, by all definition, we are lost, right? <clears throat> so we are in the unknown. And in that circumstance, you know, our chances of survival has just decreased significantly. We don't know what threats are in the area. We don't have we don't have shelter. We don't you know have a food source. We don't have you know many things required uh, to uh, protect us and keep us alive. All of it is unknown. And so your body is hardwired to avoid anything that it is unfamiliar with, because it cannot predict what's on the other side, even if logically you know it's better for you. Right? Again, this is a biological conversation, not a logical one. So this is exactly why took the long way to get here, but this is exactly why, you know, if you're working with a client and let's say diet again is a huge piece of their healing journey, right? And let's say there's someone that have, um, they, they got a real, uh, <laughs> they love some junk food, right? They love the drive through right? Like many of us have, um, and you ask that person in one moment, you know, let's go ahead and put the 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 burger and fries down and let's choose a salad right let's say they know it they get it they understand logically why that is a healthier decision but let's say this person has never made this decision before right it uh <clears throat> biologically speaking what is going on is they are choosing between the food source that is most familiar and the one that is completely unknown Right. Although they know the one that is most familiar might lead to things like cancers and other diseases in the future. That's what we'd like to call tomorrow's problem. Right. Because if I'm sitting here today without any of those things, you know, happening or any of those things being a direct threat to my survival, chances are me dying of hunger is far more likely than me dying of cancer in 10 to 20 years. Right. So your body is only concerned with what keeps you alive in this specific moment, because if you don't survive this one, None of that stuff even matters. 
right? So here we are again, making a simple decision between a burger or a salad. And internally, what we're experiencing is a uh, what's called cognitive dissonance, right? Which is the um, kind of the tug of war experience we feel internally when it comes to making decision that that discomfort, right? If I choose the burger, at least I know that it's filling, right? It tastes good. And it keeps me alive. I mean, it must, it's been doing it all these years, but the salad, I've never eaten this before. I don't trust that it's going to taste good. And if it doesn't taste good, I won't eat it. And then, you know, even if it does taste good, I can't trust that it's going to be filling. I mean, it's just salad after all, right? Like, how is that going to like satisfy this hunger? And, you know, if my hunger isn't satisfied, that also means that I'm going to starve. If I starve, that means, you know, we go down this rabbit hole. Eventually you realize you're dying alone, right? So what happens inside of the mind is it says that, you know, this salad in this current moment is a greater threat than this burger. Because if I eat the salad, I might starve. But if I eat the burger, I trust that it is going to fill me and keep me alive because it has all of these years, right? So a lot of people are like, great, now what? Right? I hear you, but now what? So one tactic, if someone's just literally trying to figure out a new strategy, and by the way, this is a practice. This isn't a, uh, you know, another thing to judge yourself against, right? But the one of the strongest practices we could do is instead of saying, trade out the salad for the burger, cold turkey. What if all we did is say, you can have the burger. 100%, you can still eat that burger right now if you want. But what if, we started with the salad. And once you finish the salad, then you get to decide if you want the burger. Right? So you're not removing the safety net. You're not removing the thing that they know, trust and love. But what you're doing is saying, what if we start with this other thing that we know logically is, is going to be a positive thing, right? We're just unfamiliar. It's, it's new to us. It's foreign. What if we just start with it? And then once that's finished, we decide if we still want the burger or not. And you may still decide you want the burger. That's fair. But the, the, the goal here is not, and this is where I think a lot of people you know, fall into a trap, is they're all or nothing. It's zero or a hundred, right? They don't actually give themselves the grace necessary to build a new practice, right? Because they think if they don't get it right, if they start, they have to get it right 100% or else they failed. False, right? The goal here is not to become perfect at something. The goal here is to learn how to recover more quickly. So you start with the salad, then you still eat the burger. Amazing. We got a salad oh, in. That's great. <laughs> yeah, we got a salad in. Amazing. And yeah. if you continue to do this long enough while consistently working out or whatever, or paying, whatever this is for you, right? Let's say you consistently do this enough and you start to trust that salads are actually pretty filling. And you find that when you eat the burger, it makes you feel sluggish and shitty and moody and all of these other things, which may be what used to be really familiar, <laughs> right? You used to call that your personality. <laughs> not That's not what that is, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you know, what happens is eventually you start to have enough experience with the salad that not only do you see that it's filling and that you feel better, but that it's, it's safe, right? It's starting to actually help you achieve the things that you desire most in your life, like feeling more positive, feeling, you know, allowing yourself to feel happier, more energetic, more joyful, more rested, more, you know, less physical pain, 
et cetera. And then eventually what happens is your brain becomes so familiar with the salad and it's the difference between how you feel when you eat that versus the burger that more often than not, you're going to see that burger and begin to not want it. Well, and I think there's a couple of great points there, because I think, first of all, many people don't even recognize that they feel like crap because they've just felt like crap for so long. Mm -hmm. So they have no idea what it feels like to actually feel good. And then when you start feeling good, it feels very abnormal. And you're like, what's going on here? This is abnormal, right? Also, all of the logic and everything that you're talking about safety, that's all subconscious, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like you're making this conscious decision that, the burger is safe and the salad's bad, mm -hmm. but that's all subconscious. And that's where we operate mostly. And most people are just unaware that their decisions, it's not a conscious decision. Mm -hmm. Your subconscious mind is, is what's doing most of the decision-making. And that's based on your survival patterns and mm -hmm. keeping you safe. And the difference is it is a conscious decision when you say, Hey, I'm not going to live like this anymore. Mm -hmm. And most of the time when you make that decision, you don't know where to start. You just know you don't want to feel the way you feel anymore. You don't want to struggle anymore. You want to live a better life. You want to feel good. And that's a process. And we got to go to another break, but I'll say this to wrap this segment up. I look at healing like going to get a degree, right? Mm -hmm. Um you sign up to to go to college and it's four years or two years if you're doing associates, however, however long mm -hmm. you're going to be in school, you still have to get up every day and go do the work. You have to show up mm -hmm. for class. You have to do your assignments. And sometimes you may miss a class. You may miss an assignment. You might get an A, you might get an F, but mm -hmm. you have to keep consistency and you keep trying, you keep showing up, you keep putting in the effort and it is a process. Mm -hmm. And then when you've done the work, when you put in the effort, then you get to celebrate and you get that degree. But most people look at healing, weight loss, success with business or anything they're trying to do. They want that quick fix and then they give up um, because they're like, well, it's not happening. And we live in this world of instant gratification mm -hmm. and everybody's selling you crap because they're telling you that you can do this in 30 days and buy this magical solution and that solution. And it just doesn't work that way when it comes to the human body. We, we don't get sick overnight. We don't develop habits overnight. It's a process. So with that said, I'm going to go to our next commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap up our last segment. I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum on the Heal Your Body Show with special guest Matthew Pates. Healing your body goes beyond simply taking medication to alleviate symptoms. While medications have their place in healthcare and can be essential in managing certain conditions, healing involves total body care. While not all health conditions can be healed, symptoms can be managed with the right approach. Integrative medicine considers not only the physical body, but also your mind and soul. Instead of just surviving, why not feel amazing and actually thrive? Dr. Jamie Gillum empowers you with tools to do just that. Tune into the Heal Your Body Show Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Heal Your Body Show with Dr. Jamie Gillum. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
You can also send an email to jamie at jgwellnessclinic.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back. This is our last segment of the show. Uh, this is the Heal Your Body show, and we're talking about trauma and healing. And here's the thing. We are going to talk about in another podcast more about hormones and different things going on in the body, genetic factors that affect your ability to respond to stress physically and emotionally, uh, and also how stress triggers problems with cortisol, with DHEA, uh, with other things within the body, your gut, your liver, your thyroid. So we're going to do another show where we dive deeper into that, but I really want to focus on uh, trauma healing and your mind, focusing on your mind and understanding how true this, this work is and how much it can change your life. Because I've been where you are. And Matthew has too. We've all been in this space uh, for, I would suspect the majority of people have been under tremendous stress. Uh, I've been in constant chaos mode most of my life. And I can tell you that it's still work to not go to that place. I've done a lot of work around it, but I thrive when I'm just overwhelmed and my schedule is overloaded. And one of my patients is listening. She actually texted me during the break and said, uh, I'm in my uncomfortable comfort zone. And mm -hmm. I think that's such a true statement of what happens to people uh, when you just you're in this place where you don't know what to do, but to step outside of that there's just so many unknowns. So here's the deal. Matthew, talk more about um, healing and how it affects you, how it affects your tribe. Yeah, absolutely. And this is one thing that if if listeners take anything away from this conversation today, what I hope they take is a bit more understanding, right? Because a lot of what I find people do is when they begin to, uh, you know, take courageous action, uh, make different choices, invest in themselves, invest their energy uh, into healing, whatever this looks like for them, right? They often hit and sometimes immediately these huge walls where they immediately, you know, want to revert back. I Something we often refer to as a sabotage, right? But what I want you to understand is that what's happening is again, biological. It's not a these things are not further evidence of your weakness, of your brokenness, of your inability to do this. Not even close, right? This is your biology working in perfect alignment in the way in which it was designed. So I hope that through this, you're able to identify maybe one or two things that stick out for you to help you connect some dots that what the reason why it's been so difficult is because what you are going, what you are up against is changing the momentum, changing the current, if you will of the patterns that exist in your life from what was old uh, and familiar and may have recently uh, become um, unhealthy, uh, difficult, et cetera, right? The patterns that kept us alive as children are not the patterns that help us thrive as adults. That's the struggle we're all in. Now, in relation to tribe, this is what I mean. So uh, as we said before, one of our uh, biological needs is acceptance and approval. Right now, Jamie, really quickly, how many clients have you had? Because I know that you talk a lot about diet and exercise and these kind of things. How many clients have you worked with where they come to you? They finally they'd had enough with whatever they've been experiencing. Right, There's, the suffering has just become too great for too long, and they're they're tired of it. They want to be better, 
And, you know, they, they join your program, they start doing the work with you, you start to identify the strategies that will actually help them heal and overcome the things that they're battling only to then be met with resistance from their loved ones around the changes they're making, right? Whether it's food, whether it's exercise, whether it's whatever, this is one of the number one struggles that we all experience, especially in the beginning, right? Because your healing will disrupt the relationship patterns and dynamics that you have built over your entire life, whether that's spouse, children, parents, friends, whatever, right? There's a reason why someone that's, um, you know, no longer, let's say that they're, they're sober. There's a reason why former alcoholics often don't hang out with the old friends they used to go drinking with all the time. It's not because they're shitty people, right? No, it's because the, the environment is no longer conducive to what it is that they're trying to achieve. Right. And what that means is you're, you're no longer going to be as, um, connected to those that are still engaging in those behaviors. So for example, you know, if you ask someone to, let's say for, for whatever reason, someone decides they're going to go vegan, they're going to cut out meat, they're going to cut all these things because of a legit health concern. This is an approach they're taking. And if you're like me, if you've come from where, you know, places like you and I have come from, uh, let's say you go to Thanksgiving, it's coming up soon. Let's say you go vegan today, you go to Thanksgiving here in a few weeks and you know, you're, you're sitting around the dinner table and you're getting your food and you tell your family, like, no, thanks. No Turkey for me. I'm, I'm, I'm vegan now. All right. <laughs> Why are you smiling? <laughs> I'm smiling. Cause they're going to cut us off here, Matthew. <laughs> oh, so, cheers. Literally so we're going to. We're going to leave you for that with that thought. And okay. uh, I'm going to have Matthew on again. Uh, we'll probably do multiple podcasts together. Matthew is also starting his own podcast. So we'll make sure that we post that information on my website and on my social media. Uh, if you want to reach out to Matthew, his email is Matthew at Matthew Pates, P-A-E-T-Z dot com. Uh, and I will also be posting other information as we repost uh, or post a replay of this podcast. I will make sure you have his contact information. Uh, he's amazing. He can just change your whole perspective. I hope this was truly helpful for you today and you got some takeaways from it uh, and can apply it to your life and just start thinking, start thinking more about your mental health, uh, coping with your stress, uh, do you have trauma and do you need to work through some things so that you can live your best life? Next week on our podcast, we're going to be talking about women's sexual health, intimacy and pleasure with special guest Vicki Smith. So you don't want to miss that. It's great for men, too. There's a lot that you can learn about women's bodies uh, on that podcast. So have a great rest of your week. This is the Heal Your Body Show. I'm Dr. Jamie Gillum with guest Matthew Pates, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Heal Your Body Show. Dr. Jamie Gillum returns Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, give your body the time and attention it deserves to unlock the power you have to heal your body.